Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode 35. We are recording on 16th of February. As always, joined by my ho- co-host, Shahan. Hey, Shanika, how's it going? Not in the same room today? So back in lockdown three for at least another 24 hours. So yeah, we're not in the same house today. Yeah, so we're doing it over Skype. So apologies if the, if the audio is a bit unclear. Yeah, we did want to copper fine and film in the same house, but anyway. So we'll uh, discuss the so the second last week of the club review. So we've got the Dogs and the Premier's Tigers to do today. We'll, yeah, two uh, interesting clubs. Um, one a contender and the other one, yeah, the benchmark. We'll touch on some footy news. So it's a bit, probably a week now, but yeah, Eddie Maguire stood down as the Pies president. Stood down immediately to brought forward his yeah the end of his tenure by 12 months. Was at the helm for 23 years. Yeah, I think the position was just no longer tenable after that proud and historic comment uh, amongst his many uh, many gaps. He's obviously done more good than bad for the club, but I think probably the last few years it's probably the public's turned on him, and yeah, the board did as well. So um, yeah, King Kong comment, Caroline Wilson draining comment, um, and now the. Heretia Lumumba racism experience at the club and I guess as a whole for the club racism. Yeah, yeah, it is disappointing to see him bow out in this fashion, but hopefully he can learn from this and um, yeah, stop making or not be racist, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and it's obviously fair to the club, so um, hopefully the Pies can yeah, make a fresh start and yeah, move onwards and upwards. Yeah. And um, we'll touch on the SRW quickly as well. Uh, so what's happened to the uh, reigning favourites, the Roos? Uh, so we, they dropped a game. I think there was, there was a couple of favourites in the mix. I think three was another one. And um, the Brisbane Lions, who are one and two on the ladder. And Collingwood and Melbourne are also undefeated. And at the other end, yeah, Geelong's at the bottom. So, yeah, not a, not a strong side for them. But um, now it's looking pretty competitive, and the quality of football has improved again this year. So the Melbourne and North Melbourne game at Casey was a pretty good game. I watched. I watched almost half of it. I think. And then, yeah. yeah, the girls were they were cracking in hard, and the skill level was pretty good. And I think both teams scored about fifty points. So good for the competition. Yeah, I think the quality has definitely improved every year, which is a yeah, good probably, sign. Yeah, we were planning to go to that game if it wasn't for the lockdown. So hopefully, yeah. You can get down to cases to see, uh, yeah, Melbourne and some other team because it's not a not a far drive. So, so and uh, got some news about Majak Door as well, ex Yeah, so he's given the opportunity to train with the Demons. So we know the Demons have copped a couple of injuries to their key position players. Ben yeah. Brown, uh, Majak's ex-teammate, he's think surgery on his knee, and then um, we. Yeah, so they yeah, probably need probably do need support. He's probably likely to get a spot you now just yeah, based on his height, I guess. Yeah, they do have Tom McDonald and Luke Jackson will probably play more forward anyway. So yeah. they have a couple of tools there, but uh yeah, Majak's definitely a good backup. Yeah, hundred percent. And Pickett's Pickett's gone on personal leave, I think, back to South Australia. So uh yeah, it's a bit of a what do you call it? Casualty ward? Oh, not a casualty ward, but yeah, they're lacking a few of their best yeah, 22 players. Yeah, underbearability's cropped up 
yeah, with probably a month left of the month left to the start of the season as well. So it's not a good time for all this to be happening for the club. Yeah, so maybe a couple of the younger draftees can get a go. Hundred percent. Do you want to move on to the reviews? Yeah. Okay. So we'll kick it off with the Western Bulldogs. So the year, the um, home and away season finished with ten wins and seven losses. And they finished seventh on the ladder with a percentage of 106.7. They lost their one and only final, the elimination final to St. Kilda, which would have been disappointing for them, wouldn't it? Because they went in favourite. Yeah, you would have thought that the Saints' first final series in probably close to 10 years and Dogs have made it consistently um, since probably 2015. So, yeah, you would have thought they would have got up. Um, moving on to the best and fairest. So, the winner was Caleb Daniel, 24-year-old, won his uh, first All-Australian selection as well this year. And he yeah played all the games, 18 games, and averaged 20.2 disposals. But most importantly was his effectiveness, wasn't it? That was um, the standout. Yeah, he's got his own uh, Twitter feed with all the um, great kicks he has coming out of defence and inside forward 50. So when you've got that, you know, you're probably an elite user of the ball. Yes, so 16.6. Of his possessions are uh, effective, and uh, yeah, they were talking about him on um, Will Anderson's podcast. Like, they were talking about how attractive he is. <laughs> like, without because with the helmet yeah, on, you can't helmet. tell. But he's a yeah, good-looking kid. I mean, good-looking player without the helmet. Yeah, you call him a kid. You're five, six years older than him, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's about my height as well. So, so yeah, so, moving on. Um, yeah, second place was Bondempelli. Third was. Liberatore, followed by McRae, then Will, Bailey Williams, Alex Keith, Bailey Smith in his second year came seventh. Second year, right? Yeah. Yeah, second year. English eight, Hunter nine, and another father, a son, Mitch Wallace, rounding up top ten. How do you find that top ten? Yeah, it's it's interesting mix. I think you've definitely got. You haven't got too many older players in that top 10, which is yeah, a great sign. I mean, players like Bailey Williams really came on this year. Alex Keith, I thought, was really good as well. Um, Ex-cricketer. And, yeah, Tim English probably had a – we'll touch on him a bit later. But, yeah, probably had an up-and-down um, year. But, yeah, you'd like to think, yeah, likes of Lockie Hunter would, yeah, push up into the top three. Obviously, interrupted with the discipline problems early on. But, yeah, it's – Guess yeah, made mm-hmm. finals a couple of years in a row, but yeah, it's really since the 2016 flag they haven't done too much uh, damage um, at all. I don't think they won a final. They got smashed by the Giants and then obviously yeah, beaten by the by the Saints last season. Yeah, so you think Beveridge? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got like another couple of years of stability and assurance. But yeah, I mean, if they bow out again this this year in one one or two finals, then pressure might mount a little bit. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a very young top ten if they're best and fairest. So you'd expect a few of them to improve again and keep them in contention for a few more years. And uh, they were also fourth on the injury ladder as well. So that's a 59 games lost uh, to their best 22. So it shows you they have a deep list, I think. Yeah. And uh, underrated list. So. Yeah, so they probably won. They probably won the premiership ahead of schedule. A lot of their players were early twenties, um, as well. So, yeah, it's. I think that's probably shows why well, they're still a young list. They've kept most, or probably half of their premiership players as well, and they're all, yeah, 
Probably none of them are over 30. Yeah, and just to clarify, that injury that is, they had the worst, fourth worst injury run. So even with that, they managed to yeah, finish seventh or eighth. So we'll uh, maybe talk about what worked. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about this quickly? Maybe the, touch on the midfield? Yeah, so I think, yeah, their midfield. So they obviously came on pretty strong. So won five of their last six games. Um, things probably started to get back on track after the flag. I think they missed the finals the first two seasons after that. Um, unexpected flag and yeah the midfield is probably just the, the key and the driver of their success added to that um in the trade week which you'll touch on after this yeah first in handballs 13 disposals probably just the hallmark of their game the handball game yeah so they play that fast sort of free-flowing brand of footy i just think they maybe lack a plan b so maybe another plan game plan just to complement and use as maybe in games where they're sort of under the pump, maybe a bit of a possession game. So they're 16th for marks, so they could possibly learn how to slow the game down when a team makes a run-on, like opposition makes a run-on. Yeah, and they've got the boys to do it. Like you've got Bont and, and Lockie Hunter and McRae as well. They're all good users here. They definitely have the skills to do that. And uh, what else worked for you? Yeah, I think trade week was a really positive outcome for them. So the stars sort of aligned for them. They had the number one pick in waiting there. And um, he was going to get bid on pretty high, whether it be one or two. Uh, But it just so happened that Trollor sort of fell into their lap. So they were going to get rid of their first round pick anyway and ideally get points. And that's what happened. So they got Trollor and then got, got points as well. And that helped match the Hagen bid without them going into deficit this year. So, yeah, a bit of a gift for the dogs. And, um, yeah, it'll be the only and last NGA player yeah. to go number one. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. They've yeah, got in ahead of the ahead of everyone else. And it's yeah, never going to happen again in our lifetimes anyway. Yeah, a, a bit of luck. But, yeah, they didn't break any rules or anything. So, um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about what failed. So, for me, it was Tim English. So, Against the best rucks, like I thought he was pretty good against, yeah, medium slash below average rucks. But against, yeah, the likes of Grundy, and he got monstered in the final against Ryder, who was yeah probably best on ground on the difference in that final. Um, yeah, does have elite endurance and his tap work and inside fifty marking, I think, are his real strengths. But the body's just probably not mature. Probably got asked to play the number one ruck role ahead of probably most other rucks in terms of their age. Um, and yeah, what well, you mentioned the trade week too, and we didn't touch on yeah, Steph Martin, the recruitment of him. So he's yeah over thirty, got the body. Um, so you'd like to think he provides a lot more support, and you won't have English going one out against yeah another Newey, Grider, uh, Grundy, Ryder, all those other elite ruckmen. Yeah, and all reports he's put on a bit of weight as well to English. So I think um, yeah, a couple of reporters have tweeted out some photos, and he looks a bit bigger. So hopefully he can. Be a bit more consistent. Another thing that failed was the output of their key forwards. So they recruited Josh Bruce, but he only kicked 14 goals last year, and six of them get, came against the Kangaroos. Yeah, exactly. 15-ish matches, yeah. Yeah, and Aaron Norton was a bit injured as well. So uh, he, he kicked 12. Um, he had 12 games and he kicked 15 goals. So when he played, he was not too bad, but he just needs to get out of the park. And we still don't know whether he'll be a centre-half back or forward long-term. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Mitch Wallace was a revelation, wasn't he? Playing of almost like a permanent forward role. Yeah, won the goal kicking probably their best uh, forward all season, which yeah, it's great for him, but yeah, it doesn't speak much of yeah what Norton and Bruce did. Do you reckon uh, Jamara talked about the number one pick before? You reckon he's ready to impact in his debut year as a forward? Uh, I don't know. Maybe probably not. Like talls take time, and he had a year out of the game, so all these sort of say no. What I think rationally, but. Um, maybe towards the later latter half of the year, he might play a few games and show glimpses. I wouldn't expect too much of that. Yeah, and I think probably Bont, you could play him probably up forward more as well. We saw against the Eagles, you mentioned that that was their best winner. They kicked that match winner from outside 50. And I think he's got five-like ability, probably not to the same extent, but he's got yeah, great size and overhead marking and good finisher too. So they've probably got another trick there. That they can utilize. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, so pressure's on Bruce, but yeah, maybe Bond can step up because I don't know. I don't have much faith in Shaki to be honest. Yeah, we'll see if he's in in our best twenty-two as well, even. Mm-hmm. So we'll jump onto who deserves a pay rise, and I've selected uh, Mitch Wallace. So yeah, we just talked about him. So he kicked um, twenty-five goals, but he also had uh, the third most tackles inside 50 in the comp. So I think that's another underrated part of his game. And he also had 18, 18th for goals. Uh, so, yeah, not only he can kick him, but yeah, dish some off as well. And, uh, yeah, he just looks hungry after missing out on the... Tom Libertore, who's his, I think his high school mate, Mitch Wallace and Libba. They went to high school together, didn't they? Oh, right. I, think I don't know. Could be corrected. Um, so, yeah, just a spiritual leader of the club, a bit like his dad. Yeah, just an inside ball, top three in the BNF. Yeah, makes Bont and McRae's job a lot easier, just winning all the hard ball and giving it to them on the outside. Still on the 28. Um, been a bit injury prone, had the ACLs and yeah, some off field discipline issues. But yeah, two years in a row now with 15 games or more. 20th in handballs, a 16th in stoppage clearances, and 8th in contested possessions overall in the league. Yeah, and that is, that's a bit of a point of difference to this Bulldog yeah. midfield because a lot of them are sort of your outside runners, like like you mentioned, like McRae and the Bont. So this guy just does the sort of yeah, yeah inside job and gets the ball out. So he had a couple of big games as well towards the end of the year. So there's Hawks and Frio. So big tackling numbers as well. So he's looked to continue that into here yeah, next year. Yeah, so we'll talk about a few players that need a big 2021. So for me, it's uh, Ed, no, it's Josh Josh Dunkley. So, um, yeah, he's, I think just based on the fact that his management asked the Dons for two first-rounders, um, obviously it's probably more management than him that thinks he's worth that much. But, yeah, just huge overs for and above. He's an above-average player, but not a star by any stretch. Um, Is that... Can we talk about that? Like, is he yeah. not a star because he doesn't get the opportunity to be a star? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good point. It's probably true. Like, in 2019, when he did get the opportunity, he was probably, I think he was in the All-Australians quarter 40. He was very unlucky to miss out. Um, and probably their second best mid after Bont. So, you're probably right there. And I think it just speaks to the depth of the, the midfield. And it's probably going to get worse as well with Trelaw to add through there because Trelaw really can't be played as a permanent forward, maybe half forward flank but yeah um Tr- 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 definitely a, a, a 
genuine mid, but yeah, Dunkley, yeah, he could potentially replace Libba, but um, yeah, he's not going to do that. But that's he's not the flashiest player or the quickest player, but yeah, he yeah. knows how to get the ball and um, yeah, this is a smart player. So yeah, I think he would have been the number one. Could have been like a yeah, one or two midfielder at Essendon. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably why he wanted the the move because I don't think he sees his opportunity getting any more. And he's yeah fourth in tackles in the comp too, which is yeah really good for a a guy that probably played more forward. So um, I don't think he's going to get that opportunity like you are uh, to answer your question. So I don't think he's going to be allowed to be an elite mid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to track him. So I've gone for another famous name. So a lot of these surnames are pretty well known. So yeah. Ed Richards is my one. So I think it's a make or break year. Not not so much break because I think he's still young. So he's got, I don't know if he's contracted, but. Yeah, but he, yeah, I think the pressure will be on him to be best 22. He's only 21, so he's played uh, almost 60 games now. So it's, he should be coming into that stage in his career where he just plays every week. Um, yeah, he's not going to play mid, so he's got to make sure playing the flank forward or back, back flank is his position. Yeah. Uh, he played all the games, or six, 17 games last year, and he kicked six goals, and he played more forward, so I don't think that's enough. And he only had seven possessions in the final. And he was one of the rising stars in his year. So, yeah, I'd like to see him take the game on a bit more and, yeah, just back himself. Yeah, so where do you think he needs to, I guess, improve to lock down a, a spot? Yeah, I think um, working on his defensive craft, I think, a bit. So I don't think he's a massive tackler, but maybe he can be that pressure forward as well. And then, um, yeah, the offensive stuff. Will come because I think that comes to him naturally. So maybe just work on his defensive side. Otherwise, yeah, it could be trade bait at the end of uh, this year or next. So then move on to the key players that left and came in. So there's a lot to go through here. So out we got um, the listings. We got Matt Suckling, Jackson Trengrove, Billy Gowers, Fergus Green, Callum Porter, Brad Lynch. So retirees. We've got Tory Dixon. Sam Lloyd was a bit of an interesting one. Um, that retired a bit early. Um, Lockie Young went to the to the Roos, and yeah, trade in free agency. He's picked up Adam Trelaw from the Pies, Steph Miner from the Lions, Mitch Hannon from the D's, Jamari Hagen from Oakley Chargers, the number one pick. And touch on these two: Dominic Bedendo and Lachlan McNeil. Yeah, so number one pick was Yugal Hagen, like you mentioned. So, yeah, Jamar is an uh, Indigenous tall forward, 194. I think he's 194, 195 centimetres yeah. from the Oakley Chargers. So he's still a developing tall and his speed off the mark, um, his marking ability and agility are his strengths. There's pretty one touch overhead and he's a left footer and uh, can kick a special goal. So that's where the comparisons to Buddy comes from. But people will also compare him to a bit of um, Eric Kipwood, the way he moves. So he does um so his agility he got eight point three, which is pretty good for his size. And he does a sub three second twenty meter. And uh yeah, so it may take a couple of years for him to really get going, but you expect him to play maybe a handful of games this year, depending on um, the injuries and how his body holds up. Uh, but he's the great thing. I think he feels a need for the dog. So yeah. it's not like they're drafting out of the midfielder. <laughs> their number one pick that turned out to be a key forward, which 
traditionally they've struggled with. Yeah. Going back to like uh, Barry Hall and Chris Grant was probably the last one before Barry Hall. Too. Yeah. And Gian Siracusa as well, I think played key forward. Yeah, Brad Johnson, yeah, you're right, and Acker. So, that, yeah, very small down there. So, yeah, you'd look for, yeah, Jamara to be a like a superstar for them for the next uh, 10 years. So, yeah, pick 55 was Dominic Fidendo. Yeah, a bit of a boulder. So, they didn't have any picks in between because they yeah, points getting used up for Jamara in trades and such. But, yeah, Bedendo, a bit of a bolter. So he was um, – so he's a 180, uh, 188 centimetre tall midfielder forward from the uh, Bush Rangers. And, uh, yeah, can play wing as well with a bit of X factor. Apparently he's got good aerial skills and a good endurance and agility as well. So the vision of him would have come from – the trial games and uh, mostly 2019 as well. So another one who can uh, run a sub three second 20 meter. Yeah, and the rookie draft picked up Lachlan McNeil. Uh, yeah, again going from reports, he's a midfielder, 182 centimeters from South Australia, and mature age about saying that he's going to be 19 or 20, and he's just an inside bull for the say NFL team. And uh, so he's just uh, another sort of a backup uh, midfielder, I suppose, for a challenging, a contending team. So any uh, inside world from Cal Twimmy? Probably not much action with the number one pick. Uh, no, not not on the night. But uh, prior to that, we, everyone knew they wanted to get rid of their pick 14, and they managed to do that with uh, Collingwood. But uh, on the night, yeah, it was pretty standard. And at the moment, they've got a few guys training with them as well. So. Uh, McPherson, I think he's the brother of um, the McPherson that plays for the Gold Coast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Corey Preston and Anthony Scott, so a couple of guys that are hoping to win a spot on their list. Yeah, we'll run through the uh, best 22 for, for next year. Yeah, so from the back line, we've got Easton Wood, Alex Keith, Caleb Daniel. Halfback is Johannesson, Zane Cordy, Aiden Crozier. Center line is Bailey Smith, Jack McRae, and Adam Trelaw. Half forward line, Josh Dunkley, Josh Bruce, and Lockie Hunter. Full forward, Mitch Hannon, uh, Aaron Norton, and Mitch Wallace. And in the rucks, got Steph Martin, uh, Ont, and Libertore. And in, on the interchange, we got backup Brockman, in this case, Tim English. Um, Latham Vladimir, uh, Bailey Williams, and Jamara, which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I, I just put him in there because I mean, look at the emergency list. We've got Ed Richards, Ryan Gardner, Toby McLean, Cody Waitman, Patrick Lipinski, Riley West, Josh Shackey. So maybe, um, I don't think Ryan Gardner's up to it or proved that he's as a key back. So maybe Ed Richards or Toby McLean or Cody Waitman potentially, or Riley West that comes forward, but. I think the number one pick generally does play um, a few games. So we'll see how that goes. We didn't find a place for Shaki as well, we mentioned before. He's probably behind Jamara in the pecking order. Yeah, I agree. Gardner probably is more backup. So you'd give the, the key jobs to Cordy and Keith. Um, might bring Norton back if uh, Jamara does play. But yeah, yeah I think a guy like... Um, I think McLean's injured, isn't he? So he's not going to. Otherwise, he'd be in a 
Cody Waitman's Wait- first rounder. Yeah, Waitman's the other one. He'd be looking to play play a lot of games this year and make an impact. Yeah, so the grade for 2020s, so I gave him a B. So just probably let down by some list holders at key back, key forward and ruck. I think the ruck one they're probably fixed with Steph Martin. But, yeah, Keith and Cordy, whether that combo can stand up um, down back, yeah, that's an issue, I think. Um, projection for next year, I think fifth to eighth for mine. The, probably the deepest midfield in the comp with Trelaw and Steph Martin. Expect more production from Norton and Bruce as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just see, yeah, I don't see them yeah, top four just yet. They've probably got, yeah, key backs are probably lacking. And uh, I think their depth's not as good as other clubs, too. Like interchange and emergency, you could probably flip around some emergencies into the interchange without much impact. Right. And do you think that's down to their list of retirees? Because uh, I think last couple of years they would have had a sort of a deepish um, list. But yeah, with there's a few more inexperienced players now filling the, that sort of 26 to 32 um, list spots, isn't there? So maybe that sort of takes away a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Like you've got yeah the likes of yeah, Cody Waitman, Riley West, who are really young still. And yeah, there's big graps on both of them, but yeah, it's yeah too probably early to expect things of them, and just for that reason, um, you wouldn't see them probably pushing top four just yet. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, defensive uh, tools is the other. Yeah, you touched. You did say that, but yeah, maybe that's when um, yeah, you can settle Norton in defence and really yeah. strengthen that sort of defence because. That's probably where, yeah, I think we would have got them in the final. Yeah, just uh, all their tall forwards and, and rucks going forward. So we'll uh, end it there. We'll, uh... Yep, okay, so that was it for the Bulldogs. So we'll move on to the Tigers, the Premiers, for their, their second Premiership in a row and third in four years. Four years, yeah. Dynasty. So we're fourth after the home and away season with 12 wins, four losses, one draw. Um, yeah, with a percentage of 130, but lost the qualifying away, qualifying final away to the Lions, but then yeah, won against the Tigers and Port, and then yeah, beat the Cats in that famous grand final after being 21 points down and ended up winning by more than five goals. So, how did their uh, Jack Dar medal go in the BNF? Yeah, so Jaden Short took it out, didn't he? Bit of a surprise for most, um, yeah, the public, I'd say. Yeah, I think internally probably not, but yeah, definitely a surprise to every other club supporters. Yeah, so the runner-up was a guy named Dustin Martin. <laughs> yeah, unlikely type. Yeah, must be just finding his feet, but yeah, had a good good year again, Dusty. And um, yeah, Nick Lostin came in third, followed by Shia Bolton, who had a yeah, breakout year of sorts. Caden McIntosh. Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah. Another underrated player, I suppose, Liam Baker, six, Dylan Grimes, seven, Noah Bolter, eight, uh, Kane Lambert, ten, and their captain, Trent Cochin, who missed a few games, came in ten. Yeah, they're probably missing a few from the top ten, like Jack Rewalt and, and Tom Lynch. Lynch probably had, yeah, down years, not down years, or Jack Rewalt probably did, but Tom Lynch was in and out with injuries, and yeah, like you mentioned, Cochin as well. Yeah, and Presti was injured a bit, so they had their, yeah. Edwards um, too. 
injuries, but they were third last on the injury ladder, so they were the third best team in terms of injuries to their best 22 players, only missing 24 games between them. So only the Gold Coast and Melbourne Demons had a worse year with injury. So it's um, what do you call it? Yeah, good on their sort of management, player management and injury prevention system they've got down there. Yeah, so we'll uh, talk about what works. So for me, it was, yeah, the lesser like stepping up in the big moment. So as you mentioned, yeah, Jaden Short winning a BNF in a flag year. thought Toby Nankervis was, yeah, really huge in the last three finals wins in particular. I know he was, yeah, absolutely dominant down back um, against Port in the prelim and probably saved the day for the for the team. Yeah, Shai Bolton emerges as a star and a genuine elite uh, midfield slash forward. And yeah, McIntosh and Baker style on their roles um, on the wing and across half back. And yeah, if you look at their top ten, you'd probably say only Dusty um, and Grimes and and Cochin that were considered guns by the by the media slash um, everyone else that watches footy. But yeah, they've got a lot of role players in there, and they're probably star role players as well. Yeah, good point. Uh, they they have a lot of underrated yeah, players. Like, it wouldn't be sort of listed it as elite. They've only maybe got a couple of elite players, but they've got a lot of ones that are close to that. For me, I had a couple of things. I was talking about what I selected, but one thing that worked was uh, how they were able to travel and win when they were faced with adversity. So I think all the Victorian teams were faced with that, and they proved that it doesn't matter where. They, they yeah, proved that they're the best team. So... If they were playing in Melbourne, people would just say, oh, they have to play MTG every week and they don't travel. But, yeah, they were able to travel and then still come out with the premiership. So um, I think that's a massive positive and they'll be proud of that achievement. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think their game plan, their offensive style is really worked again, <laughs> which is we're getting used to. So they were seriously damaging, weren't they? And they were fast and their ball movement moved the surged the ball on at all costs. Um, so they were fifth for points uh, scored and first for inside 50s. Uh, second also for goal assists. So I think that just tells you the players just give it to teammates in a better position. So rather than having to snap themselves, they're able to share the, share the ball around. It makes them a bit more unpredictable. And uh, maybe that's why they're first for clangers as well. So they take more risk. But their efficiency is, is uh, sort of the key and how they... The, don't get a lot of the ball. They're 12th for disposals and 16th for clearances. But, yeah, these just make their touches count, don't they? Yeah, and there's a lot of, a lot of times where they're well down in, in, in disposals and they're still in the game just because of that game plan. It's, you don't see many players at the Tigers get high 20s or even 30s in disposal. It's always probably low 20s at, at most, but you've got a lot of players in the high teens and, and early 20s. So, yeah, they don't need the ball too much to do to do damage with it. Yeah, that trademark tap, they've come, become familiar with the Tigers. Is, yeah, offensive. And it's, yeah, when they win the ball at halfback, you can just see the game plan sort of unfold and then they're able to sort of transition pretty efficiently. Yeah, so we'll talk about some failures. So there's not much, but yeah, the off-field indiscretion was, yeah, probably the most obvious one. Um, probably even before that, probably just the messaging from the leaders, Dimmer, Cochin and Rewild about travelling to the hub, whether they wanted to or not. Um, probably didn't send a great message to the rest of the comp with a lot of yeah 
yeah, people losing jobs and, you know, not being able to afford memberships and, and things like that. Um, fine to Brook Cochin for breaking the, the COVID rules, stepping outside the hub. And then, yeah, Sydney Stack and Callum Coleman-Jones getting sent home after getting into that late night incident. So, yeah, um, big distraction for the club, but you could probably turn that into a positive and say they overcame, um, yeah, a lot of troubles off the field, probably more than any other club, to be fair as well. Yeah, so off-field um, indiscretions is definitely yeah, one of the main things. They didn't have many, too many on-field ones. They had yeah. a couple of injuries, but not a lot. And um, Ivan Solder's ACL was sort of a, a down point for mine. So he played essentially all year and then uh, did his knee in the round 17 win against the Cats. Uh, ruptured his ACL and a medial ligament. So uh, he'll be out for 12 months. So miss all of this year and hopefully be back next year. But yeah, it was developing into their number one and most influential Ruckman, wasn't he, for them? Yeah, made, made the spot his own in 2019. And, um, yeah, because of that injury, he had to play Asprey and Bolter at times as that backup Ruck, which you wouldn't think sustainable uh, long-term. Probably for a few weeks it is, but not um, for a whole season. Yeah, so they're lucky they've got yeah, Nankervis to sort of step up and uh, fill the void. But uh, that, that's probably the only sort of list spot that they lacked it and they yeah, did draft a Ruckman. Um, but, yeah, that was the only thing I could really think of. Yeah. And, yeah, who deserves a pay rise? That's, yeah, obvious for me. Jaden Shorts, yeah, best individual honour in the game, even ahead of a, a Brownlow and a Norm Smith medal to win a BNF in a flag year. Second in the Norm Smith medal as well. First in total metres gained, kicks and bounces in the comp. Rookie drafted in 2014, so you'd, Probably think he's not on um, big coin, only 25 and only resale until I think the end of 2022. So I'd probably say he gets an extension before his contract's up. Yeah, I don't know about extensions. I think a lot of these players, they're, um, they've won premiership, so if they want a bit more uh, security, they might just hold off and uh, see what other clubs have to offer. Because um, we know they're. Cap's going to be tightish. I know Rance is gone and they might have a little bit there, but uh, I wouldn't be signing anything too soon if I was short. Uh, similar with Vlosten, who's my one. So ultra-consistent, who's relatively durable as well and an underrated key cog in their defence. 12th for marks in the comp and 11th for bounces and 5th for intercepts. So he's that player that can win the ball from the back and create that drive along with Pooley. So as I was saying, he's a free agent end of this year. So do you think they'll be keen to sign him up or should he explore, sort of just wait up and see what other clubs offer him? Yeah, just based on the last few, you, you couldn't see anyone leaving the Tigers. Um, but yeah, hopefully some clubs pry out some of their best 22 players like a Boston or a Short because, yeah, that's what should happen when a club wins a flag. Yeah, you get poached, whether it's coaches or, or players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see yeah, someone offering something because yeah, just to even it out, I know Tiger fans don't like us saying this, but yeah, someone's got to pay him overs, whether it's a club with cash now, because COVID, um, all this reduced cap sizes is going to impact and probably doesn't come at the perfect time for the Tigers. But yeah, maybe a Kangaroos can offer him because he's only 26 and coming into his prime. And if the Kangaroos are wanting to win, play finals on finished up four in a couple of years, then 
someone like Boston might be perfect and could complement the acquisitions of Aiden Core and these sort of guys. And uh, so, who's who needs a big twenty twenty one? Yeah. So yeah, it's Daniel Rioli for mine. Um, yeah, stagnated since twenty seventeen, just with injury and form, but. I think Castagna's gone past you in the small forward role. Only 12 goals from 18 games. Yeah, much better in the finals, but probably just expect more from him after the 2017 year. Um, it's first round pick, only 23. So the best should should be yet to come, but just probably expect more production from him. And with Higgins gone too, he's, him and Castagna are the um, yeah, small forwards in that best 22. Yeah, and Butler's gone went a couple of years ago, but yeah, they sort of don't have as many as they did a couple of years ago. Uh, for mine, it's yeah, Marlon Pickett. So uh, he's a good player. He's only, I mean, not only he's twenty nine, so he's a bit older than uh, most third year players. But um, he wouldn't have too much longer in the game, I don't think. So he needs to make every game count. Um, just because I think he's one of their bottom midfielders, eighteenth so yeah. to yeah. 22nd player. So if he has a couple of down games in a row, then he could quickly be in the in the reserves. Did he get dropped as well this year? Yeah, he, he... Did, he did get dropped at least once. So, yeah, just based on that as well. He is contracted for another couple of years, so end of next year. But if guys like Ross Arts, Thompson Dell, Collier Dawkins sort of develop, he might, they might try to push him out. So he needs to sort of, yeah, um, just contribute week in, week out, uh, just because he's not exactly the future as well, whereas a guy like Thompson Dow might come in. and um, The Tigers might just keep winning with Dusty and Cochin performing and you can blood a guy like yeah. a younger guy who does the same thing as Pickett. But, um, yeah, so Pickett needs to just uh, maybe be a bit more um, – add a bit more polish to his touches and yeah. Yeah, try to have a – um, best on ground game every now and then. Yeah, he's definitely capable after that. Yeah, the big performance in the grand final, but yeah, just needs to be more consistent. So key players that left and came in, so out. Yeah, Rance retired. That was probably before the season. Um, Higgins went to the Saints. Markov to the, the Suns. And your deal is to Derek Igmelty Smith, who we'll touch on a bit later, and Fraser Turner and Luke English. Um, Trades and free agencies, nothing in the trade week, but Samson Ryan, Morris Rioli Jr., famous name again, and uh, Matei Kalina. Yeah, this comes from uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, as we all know. Yeah, no, sounds, like a, sounds like a game show that one of our mates might be on in the future. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so big 40 with Samson Ryan. So he's a rough man, isn't he? Uh, yeah, so he's a 203-centimeter ruckman from the Brisbane Academy. Mature age, so I think um, 2021 or something, so not that old. Cat work, yeah, is his strength. And he um, yeah, delivers the ball on a platter to his mid, so that's what you got to do if you're a ruckman for um, the Tigers, just tap the ball down to Prestio or Cochin or Martin. Uh, he needs to fill out a bit. He's only, I think, 85 kilograms as well, but, he's, but there's a lot of potential there. Um, Pick 51 was Maurice Rioli Jr. There's a son of uh, the great Maurice Rioli Sr. who played for Richmond and uh, South Fremantle. Yeah. Uh, so 
yeah, like most of the Riolis, the small forward, 179 centimeter. Uh, yeah, just a freak by all reports. Mm. Probably has a bit more development to do, so he's not at that top end Rioli range like a Cyril or or Daniel when he's playing well. Yeah, I think Cal had him going yeah late oh. in the draft or even rookie. So he did get a bid in the first in the in the draft, and yeah, Richmond uh, snapped him up. Yeah, so is that the one that won the Norm Smith in a losing grand final for the Tigers? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I think that's that's true, hopefully. Um, in, the, rookie, in the VFL, then, yeah? In the not, VFL, yeah, in the VFL, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. He had the chance to go to the doc, doctors, but he didn't. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see that, how that turns out. We know the doctors are improving and could be a contender, and they've um, got a lot of young talent, so... Maybe he's made the wrong decision. We don't know, yeah? We don't know. Yeah, if he can get games or not. Yeah, true. The rookies, no rookie picks, but we've got training with them. Uh, Nicholas Karipas, Josh Green from the Giants Academy, Ryan Mantle, Derek Eglanty-Smith, who might get another chance with the club. And yeah, Jordan Gallucci from the Crows, who I heard of. Um, we touched on him when we did the Crows reviews. He's a first-round pick that's on a, I think, coming up from an Achilles rupture so needs a first round pick too was so yeah and him good that's probably another string to their bow in terms of recruiting yeah so tigers are one of a few teams who could have taken that chance it's a yeah. low risk high reward sort of pick so he's taking up a spot but they've won a few premierships so they've got that flexibility and sort of um leeway and um yeah ryan mental also um played he was a kangaroos academy i think from tasmania originally okay. He had a good year last year for in the Sandful. And yeah, Egmelissi Smith, he um played a good game against the Kangaroos. I think he got Brownlow votes yeah, last year. But um, I think uh, he just doesn't win his own ball, I think. He's just a little bit of a out too outside um uh, by what I hear. So haven't seen a lot of him, but yeah, I think he's still young, so hopefully he can uh, get another shot at AFL level. Yeah, and uh Cow's inside world word from yeah, so they wanted McRae, um, Jackson McRae's brother, uh, yeah, slip. I think. Yeah, so he's so they waited for him to slip, but he didn't slip. So Pies picked him up. So they wanted to dish off their pick six, pick seventeen, which became pick twenty. Um, Hawthorne, Kangaroos, and West Coast offered a future second, but they wanted more. So they asked the Giants for their future first. But um, in the end, it was the Cats' future first that was available. So that trade was done. Yeah, so we'll go through the best 22 for next year. So, oh, not next year, this year. So, yeah, backline, Nick Boston, David Asprey, Dylan Grimes, halfbacks, Basha Hawley, Noel Bolter, Jaden Short, wingers, Kane Lambert and Camden McIntosh with Dion Prestia in the centre, half forwards, Dusty, Tom Lynch, Shay Bolton, forward line, Daniel Rioli, Jack Rewalt, Jason Castagna, Rocks, Toby Nankervis, Shane Edwards, Trent Cotchen. And on the bench, got Liam Baker, Nathan Broad, Jack Graham, Marlon Pickett. And it's a, fair, it's a fairly deep emergency list too, isn't it? Yeah, so they've got Caddy, who's, um, who could be playing with best 22 for yeah. the other teams. Um, maybe just a bit a tad slow. And uh, yeah, they've got Sydney Stack, Mario Chol, Jake Arts, Ivan Soldo. Uh, who's injured, and 
Collier Dawkins as well. So I think Jay Gartz is the one that could yeah, maybe push in. Uh, Sydney Stack, if he gets his off-field stuff right, he's definitely, yeah, yeah best 22. Um, but I think Jackson Ross, do we have him there? Yeah, I think he's also going to be Yeah, he should, should be there too. So And yeah, I'll go to a couple of games last year. So, um, no, it's pretty deep and um, a young sort of emergency list. Yeah, and Riley Collier Dawkins, there's been a lot of talk at him internally at the club for probably two years now. So maybe this year he steps up and, and I know, maybe not has a Jaden short year, but has a um, Liam Baker type year potentially. Yeah. yeah, sometimes there's a lot of talk about this and they'll say, oh, we can't get in because the list is deep. But sometimes it never ends up happening. So if they're good enough to get in, they should be getting in. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to find themselves traded or delisted because you. Because um, something has to happen, right? So, yeah, yeah. So this would be the year you'd think he need to do something. Um, yeah, it's a great for twenty twenty. It's yeah, pretty easy. A plus plus plus. You can add more pluses there. Officially a dynasty, and like you said before, I came overcame being away from the MCG. They probably have the biggest home ground advantage in the club. A lot of talk about um, twenty seventeen win against the Crows and whether they would have won if it was at Adelaide Oval. Um, and yeah, more off-field distractions than any club as well to overcome. Yeah, grand final minimum would be the projection, and a fourth flag in five years would be the internal expectation. So you'd say even second place would be a failure. Um, probably one of the few premiership or bust clubs. Still have the biggest, best game player in this era in Dusty, and you'd and you'd probably think Edwards and Prestia play more games as well. Both had injuries and yeah, um, Burt's to attend to. So. And you didn't lose any best 22 plays through trade or free agency as well, which is a huge thing for a, a flag winner. Yeah, and, and that's the sort of key. Yeah. The, the less your list changes from ear to ear, the better sort of performed you are and the more likely you are to succeed. So because of this minimal change, I think they're going to be right up there with the at the pointy end of the season. And yeah, I can't see not tipping them for the, for the premiership. Just because um, Geelong's played the other one, but they got the ch- list changed so much that yeah. the players might take a bit, like a year or yeah, year or year and a half to like learn each other's game plan. Whereas this list is so settled that it's going to be short fam- premiership favourites again. I'd say. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's not it for club reviews. We've got our clubs Port and North to do, and then that's it till till round one, isn't um, it? Yeah, yeah. So we got there. So it's taken a while, but yeah, two more clubs to go. And then, yeah, we'll um patiently wait until the preseason starts. I think in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. Hundred percent. Okay, guys, we'll uh, catch you next week. Hopefully, no lockdown. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, take. Uh, keep safe. Let's see you guys.